Hey everybody, welcome back to another episode of Millennials Anonymous Podcast. Yes, it is your girl, Lise Winnie, and I'm a fucking millennial. So let's get this party started right, and we gotta get it started quickly. But before I can do that, I do it every week because I'm on more than one podcast. Why? Why? Why do I do that? I don't know, because it's a lot more work, and it, it's it's... It can be tedious, but I love doing it, and I love the people that I do it with. So let me give a big shout-out to Ashley, the cannabis nurse, the guru, and I got to give a big shout-out to E. Digger. So we talked about it all. We talked about uh, the the political things and our historic times that are going on right now and everything that we think should or might be happening, and we also talked about baby E. Digger. So we, we had a whole round of things that we, we were talking about. So if you have not had a chance, if, you, if you've not had the pleasure of making sure that you go and you tune in and you rock with and you like and subscribe to Brunching Podcast on all major podcasts and platforms, you can listen to it to hear exactly what we were talking about. And you can also make sure you go to listen to YouTube and brunching podcast to watch it you can also watch it on millennials anonymous facebook page so that you can see the video make sure you like and subscribe millennials stuff anyway so you can see what's happening you can see what's happening so we don't have a guest today but we will have well maybe not let me not say that we might have a guest next week on both platforms so are we just gonna leave that at a question mark question mark yes like you know all of that and happy belated birthday or heavenly birthday to prince because yesterday was his birthday and the purple one was dope as shit so we we can't forget our legends even in all the chaos that has been going on because he is from minnesota and i heard somebody say that no one thought the revolution would happen in minnesota but prince and so shout out to prince the purple one who gave us a lot of good music when doves cry and all of diamonds and pearls all of it all of it you know insatiable because that was my song and let me let me talk about prince for a minute and then i'm gonna move on to the top 10 trending topics of the week so insatiable was my song but it was my song at a very weird age like because my mother used to listen to prince all the time i was listening to insatiable when i was like eight like i had no idea what that song meant i didn't know what he was talking about i think i had after i started getting a little older about 10 i think i started to get it like Oh, oh, but I didn't understand it at the time. Like, I didn't know what I was singing. I didn't know what I was talking about, but I knew that I loved the song. I loved it. I I just, I loved, I loved the song. But anyway, shout out to Prince great great music legend so happy heavenly bladed birthday to prince whose birthday was on i believe it's the seventh so shout out to to prince and prince family and everybody in minnesota i am a musician um, i don't sample <laughs> you know uh, it's not memorex i go on stage and my microphone is on <laughs> Alright, so let's get to these top 10 trending topics of the week. Alright, so here's we go. So the top 10 trending topics of the week are as follows. So Michael Jordan, yes, I wanna be, I wanna be like Mike. Pow! 
not Michael B. We talking about the Michael Jordan. Michael Jordan, the guy who actually the Jordans that everybody be lined up for them them him that guy that guy i want to be like mike so he actually came out in support of black lives matter and if you know anything about michael jordan that is some big ass shit because he did not do that that was not his jam he believed in keeping his mouth closed and he believed that a closed mouth does get fed because he never came out on issues not when he was in the league not when he retired after the league the most that i think we ever got from jordan ever 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 got from jordan was when people asked him why his shoes cost so much and why he was like you know it impacted the black community on a negative way and he said you know what these shoes wasn't made for the poor people they were made for the wealthier people i can't help if the poor people buy my shoes that was what we had got from him and now that he's wearing his michael jordan the jordan orthopedics and he sits there and he drinks his two thousand dollar wine he said you know what i changed my mind and he has come out in full support he actually even made a statement So here's what it says. This is Michael Jordan's statement. He says, I am deeply saddened, truly pained, and plain angry. I see and feel everyone's pain, outrage, and frustration. I stand with those who are calling out the ingrained racism and violence towards people of color in our country. We have had enough. I don't have the answers, but our collective voices show strength and the inability to be divided by others we must listen to each other show compassion and empathy and never turn our backs on senseless brutality we need to continue peaceful expressions against injustice and demand accountability our unified voices need to put pressure on our leaders to change our laws or else we need to use our vote to create systemic change Every one of us needs to be part of the solution and must work together to ensure justice for all. My heart goes out to the family of George Floyd and the countless other lives that have been brutally and senselessly taken through acts of racism and injustice. So give a big shout out to Big Mike. He has really taken a different turn and a different tactic and I can appreciate all the things that Mike is doing for the community because they, Jordan Brand again is donating $100 million over the course of 10 years to go towards organizations that are fighting racial injustice and inequality and that is on top of Nike Brand's $40 million dollars that they are going to be donating to organizations who are doing the same type of work so shout out to them over there make sure you go buy some nikes nike is dope nike stood up for colin kaepernick nike is just nike just dope just make sure you go buy some nikes if you got some money and you know this is, if you got some money not saying you gotta go but if you got some money just go get some nikes oh some I ain't never owned a pair of Jordans in my life. I'm just going to throw that out there. I've never owned a pair of Jordans in my life. Um, Just saying that. Yeah. And I am still, I am still a part of the culture, even though I've never owned a pair of Jordans in my life. I've had Nikes. Never owned a pair of Jordans. Just saying. And Kanye West has made a rare appearance 
You know, he's made a rare appearance. Kanye West is kind has come out of the sunken place. I think somebody took a picture. His nose might have started bleeding. I don't know. Um, but Kanye decided he was going to donate two million dollars to the families of Ahmaud Arbery, Breonna Taylor and George Floyd's family. And I think he said a, a portion of the money for George Floyd's family will go towards his six year old daughter's college fund. So that's awesome. I, I don't know if the Kardashians know that he's in Minnesota. I don't, I don't, I don't, I'm not sure if they know that he's there. I guess they put the teacup down. I don't, I don't know. Um, but he's there and I'm like, listen, Kanye, I, I believe that everybody should have their own opinion. I believe everybody should have their own goddamn opinion. I believe it. However, Kanye, listen, you can't, you can't say slavery is a choice and wear a MAGA hat. And then show up at a Black Lives Matter rally. Those two things can't be true. They cannot exist in the same world. They cannot exist in the same universe. Listen, Kanye, I get it. You, We're going to get you up out of there. We're going to get you up out of the sunken place that you are you was in. I, I don't, we're going to get you. You're going to come back to us. You are going to come back to us. And you are going to be singing Gold Digger and whatever other songs you had got in your repertoire. Maybe another college dropout album. Um, Maybe we can get that from you. I don't know. We, 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 we shall see. And speaking of Kanye's family. <laughs> Yeah, Kanye's Kanye's sister-in-law. Um, she's no longer a billionaire. Yes, Kylie Kylie Jenner has been found out to have not been a billionaire. She is not a self-made billionaire. Like the Aww. argument was that she was not self-made, even though she came out and said, "I am self-made." They, she's not even self-made. She's not unself-made because she is not a billionaire. Forbes said, "Hey, look, they had gave us some paperwork, okay? And this paperwork, this paperwork right here, this paperwork right here." don't have them numbers on it that you said they had said and so they even called her out saying that she falsified taxes so now they're trying to get the tax people on them they're trying to get them tax people on them over there i don't know what happened over there with forbes but forbes said Mm-mm, not today you will not do this no 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 i rebuke it and they said no what we had taken her off the front because she made two years in a row. She was the youngest billionaire. They said, nope and nope. Because your mama owned about 40, what they said, 49% of your company. You only own 44. You sold that company to some company named Coyote or whatever the fuck that company, Cody, I think is what it's called. And they said that the company ain't worth what you said. They paid more for it. And now they in trouble. You had lied. And so I don't know. I don't know. And we, we wasn't buying it when she said she was a self-made billionaire in the first place. Apparently, we wasn't buying any of her shit anyway because uh, it's not doing well now. So, I, I don't know what's going on over there, Kylie. But it's you're still a rich white woman in the world. So, you you still going to be all right, Kylie. You're going to be all right. And all of the officers in George Floyd's murder have been arrested. So each and every one of them has finally seen and been brought in front of a judge. So that is good news to hear. Now, three of them actually did make bail, and I believe they are out of prison or getting out of prison. However, Derek Chauvin, the training officer that kept his knee on Floyd's George Floyd's neck for eight minutes and 46 seconds is still in prison. He actually will be in court today which is Monday, he will be in court today because they did upgrade his charges from second degree, um, from third degree murder 
and second degree manslaughter to third degree murder. So he has to be arraigned in front of a judge. So he will be there. They said it will be a short appearance in court, but he will be there nonetheless. So make sure you tune in. I'm sure it'll probably be on the television somewhere. And Snoop Dogg says he wants Lil Wayne to enter the versus world. I feel like Snoop wants to go up against Lil Wayne. Now, I don't know if that's a great battle. I don't know. I don't know. Because I feel like just out of the songs I know, I think Lil Wayne wins that battle without hesitation. So that's why I feel like Lil Wayne should go up against somebody. And I've heard people float Jay-Z. Jay-Z is not going to battle Lil Wayne. Like, Jay-Z is too rich. He's too you know up there in in age where he like i got other things to worry about i i I can't this not for me when you have reached billionaire status you probably don't do verses i'm just saying like you you probably don't do that so i don't foresee that now i don't know who little wayne should go up against Yes, sir. It's Wheezy, baby. Who should he go up against? I don't know. Little Tunchi. Listen, I don't know who Tunchi. Y'all tell me, because I don't know who Lil Wayne goes up against. I, he has such a big body of music. I don't know who Lil Wayne goes up against. Who goes up against Lil Wayne? And I don't even know if Lil Wayne would do it. I really don't. I don't I don't know if he would do it. He got Tunchi Radio, Lil Wayne Radio, Wheezy Radio, or whatever he type of radio. He got his own little radio thing going on. So I don't know if he actually would do it either. And speaking of, I don't know what's going on. Takashi 69 is mocking Meek Mill and YG in a whole Brazilian lace front. Um, yeah, he's he's sitting on camera. And he records everything in a whole Brazilian lace front. I'm like, listen, when you after you have violated your little probation, it's gonna be hard going back in the jail with that whole Brazilian lace front on. They are not gonna know what happened, and it's gonna be a lot. And I'm like, for you to want to be a gangster rapper and sell this persona of being this this very tough guy, this guy that's not afraid of anything. I don't know if you can sit there in a lace front. I I don't know if, and I don't know if he has something going on with his hair. I I don't know if maybe he had a bad dye job. Maybe he he, he pulled out his edges. I'm not sure what's happening, but he's been wearing a lot of lace fronts. And I'm a little concerned that this trend is going to catch on. And I know what you're saying, men. You're like, listen, y'all women be wearing lace fronts all the time. And I'm like, listen, we do, we, we do. We wear lace fronts. I've had on a lace front. We wear lace fronts. But it's just something about a man. Because men, y'all can go bald gracefully, right? Y'all can just go bald. Nobody's going to say anything. But a woman, not all women, there's some women that can carry off the bald head. There's some women that can carry it off in, or the short, short shaven hair like Amber Rose, but Amber Rose is stunning, okay? There's very few women that can pull that shit off, okay? And so when we do that, like if I did that, people and I would walk outside and people would say, oh my God, are, are, do you have cancer? Like that's that's what I would get. But men can do that and they can walk gracefully. So I would say that's the difference um, between the two. So I don't know why he should probably just shave his hair. I, I don't I don't understand. And it's not even just like a short lace front like men be wearing now. It's like a whole Nicki Minaj lace front 
like a Cardi. He got on a full Cardi. Like, no, no, Takashi. No, we can't. We can't be having that. Mm-mm, mm-mm. I, I didn't know who it was. So a minute, I thought he was going to say, oh, I, I, I didn't know who it was. I was a little confused. Like, okay, this is what we doing. This is, this is the new rap. This is rap 2020. Okay. And Joe Exotic said, he got to get out. He said, I got to get out because I'm locked up. He said, I got to get out of prison. He says, he's only has about two to three months left. And if you don't get him out of prison, he will be dead in that time. And I'm like, listen, Joe, we got enough crazy white people on outside. We have enough crazy racist white people on outside. You can stay your Carol Baskin's ass in there until you do all of your time. All of it. I don't know how much time you got, but do every second of it. If we can just keep as many crazy white people away, it's possible racist white people we will be good because i didn't forget you joe when you was on there saying why can't i say nigger i heard you you can stay in there i'm i'm quite okay with that you should have been not messing with carol baskins and beyonce the queen bee is taking on sexism while she addressed the class of 2020 so beyonce has been in the industry for a while so i'm sure she has seen a lot of of sexism in her time and I like I said I always said that I wanted to see like I want to see an unauthorized Beyonce biopic I don't want her to be no way to fuck near it I want to see an unauthorized Beyonce biopic I want to know what her life really like because Beyonce is so good about her brand that she she not going to show you everything and I see everything i really do but in in she's been talking about of course the senseless killings of unarmed black people which she also mentioned in the speech so she said you know you've arrived here in the middle of a global crisis a racial pandemic and a worldwide expression of outrage at the senseless killing of another unarmed black human being and you still made it and we're so proud of you and she like i said she goes on and she talks about other things in the speech beyonce did a really good a really good job in the speech so i'm really happy and then she also here's the part where she talks about sexism she says the entertainment business is still very sexist it's still a very male dominated and as women i did not see enough female role models given the opportunity to do what i knew i had to do to run my label and management company to direct my films and produce my tours that meant ownership owning my masters owning my art owning my future and writing my story and she's to added to all those who feel different if you're a part of a group that's called other a group that does not get the chance to be center stage build your own stage and make them see you and she goes on to also talk about um, the LBGTQ community. And she says, your queerness is beautiful. Your blackness is beautiful. If you've ever been called dumb, unattractive, overweight, unworthy, untalented, well, so have I. Yes, I've been blessed to have 24 Grammys, but I've lost 46 times. That means rejected 46 times. Please don't ever feel entitled to win. Just keep working harder. So that was amazing words from the queen. I appreciate her for doing that. And this is going to be a long top 10 tropics today. I can't even talk. 
top 10 trending topics today. And while she was addressing the class, the dear class of 2020, and shout out to y'all for just hanging in there with all the stuff that's going on, Jay-Z was calling the governor. Yeah, he was calling the governor of Minnesota to say, hey, it's Hove. But I need you to make sure that you get justice for George Floyd's family. We don't need to see the repeat of what happened last time. And so I can give a big shout out to Jay-Z. I can also understand where he's coming from. So he's trying to do more of that behind the scenes work of calling politicians and seeing what we can do about different laws and things like that. I can appreciate that, even though people are getting down on Jay-Z because they're still remembering when he said, I think last year or 28th, I think it was last year, we're past kneeling and people are still getting down on him for that. Now, listen, I think what he meant, and I said this last time, what he was saying was, is that we could do more than just kneel. So had we, in the time when Jay-Z said that from the Super Bowl, up into last year till now there wasn't very much that was done like there were no protests there were no there wasn't anything that happened and unfortunately that happens way too much where we wait until the next one before we get outraged that's what he meant because had we done more there maybe George Floyd wouldn't have been in the situation he was in but we didn't do anything we dropped the ball So we've got to make sure that this time we stay on it. This time we make sure that we're not just, oh, it happened. We'll wait until the next time. Somebody else will handle it. And I think that this time is going to be different. I feel a change in the wind, at least on the surface. But we still have to keep going. We still have to keep pushing for change. And speaking of changing... I might be leaving up out of this goddamn planet because the planet of the apes is real. They are saying and I, that monkeys are now in the Stone Age. They are now using tools and items in order to build and catch food. And I don't know about y'all, but I watched the planet of the apes. And I'm not I'm not living through that. Mm-mm. And if you watched it, the humans had destroyed our land, which is kind of what's going on right now. With global warming and all the wars we have and the end of fighting that we're doing, like it's a lot. And now that the monkeys are catching on to this, like the monkeys know. Well, let me not say monkeys. These are chimpanzees, okay? So chimpanzees, orangutans, primates. Let me say that. Primates. The primates know. And they are coming for us. They are coming for our spot. Now, what I will say, I don't know. I don't even like getting on planes. Like, I've I've gotten on several planes in my life, but I don't like planes. But I will say this. The minute one of them motherfuckers start talking, I'm getting on a fucking rocket. And I'm going to, I'm going on a trip in my favorite rocket ship. Going through the sky, little Lisa. Because I'm getting the fuck off of here. I don't know. I'm going to Saturn. I will go to Pluto. I'm going to Mars. I don't know where I'm going. Venus, I guess they say wherever women supposed to be the fuck from. I'm, I'm going over there because I'm not staying here. I, I refuse to stay here and d- didn't do that because I'm afraid of the going into like the chimpanzee part in the zoo. Like I'm, I'm not. I no, nope. I, monkeys is real fucking strong and shit. We we don't need to be having them out. You get in a discrepancy with them and they be fucking you up. Like you really you think you bad. Wait till you you get in an argument with a motherfucker that can pull your fucking face off. Like n- nope. 
nope, 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 I'm not, mm-mm, nope, nope, I rebuke it, I, nope, so, just so y'all know, I'm preparing to get me a rocket, okay, because I'm gonna leave the fuck out of here, y'all can stay here, wouldn't play with this, this bullshit if you want, I'm, I'm leaving, and this has been the top 10 trending topics of the week. Alright, so let's talk about it. So, in Minneapolis, the city council has come to a majority vote to disband and dismantle the police department. And so, a lot of people are really excited about this. You know, a lot of the people are saying, for all the people that say protesting doesn't work, look at what we did. Now, I will say this. I think that the police departments in a lot of areas, and we talked about this briefly last week, get a lot of the pot, a lot of the money. So in a lot of different cities and towns and places, the police department usually gets like 50% of the money annually or whatever, or some crazy number like that. And so a lot of it does go into policing and not a lot of the money goes into actually trying to create change and, you know, reform and renovate communities it it usually just goes back into policing and so everything usually becomes a criminal issue so I agree in the sense that we put a lot of money into things like our military and our police department and we usually neglect things like paying our teachers in schools and you know teachers is my favorite people I say it every fucking week teachers are my favorite people and I appreciate teachers even more now that I gotta teach my own kids because God help us hopefully school starts back because they can be some dumb motherfuckers but anyway I, I really want for us to find a way to incorporate different strategies because in Minneapolis they want to do a more civilian approach where a lot of the issues are not going directly to the police department they say that they screened I forgot how many calls they listened to but the city council sat down and they screened a bunch of different police calls and most of them they said were for EMT uh, mental health and a bunch of other things other than just crime like a lot of it didn't have to do with crime and so they want to make sure that police are not the first people on the scenes and they are limiting the interactions that their citizens have with police therefore they're limiting the possibilities of something bad happening at the hands of police so they're not sure and, and they said the the council city council president there said that they're not just going to glue it back together they're actually going to dismantle it and it will be something completely different and before everybody starts to clap their hands and stomp their feet and say look we did it when we protested it's over we can sit down we can go somewhere and we can have a good day now that is false If you also listen to her statement, here's the thing. I'm the type of person that I always fucking ask questions. I always ask a lot of questions. And one of the things that I've noticed in all of the protests that we've ever had and all of the movements that we've had, not the civil rights movement with Martin Luther, Dr. Martin Luther King, but recently, the recent movements, one of the things that is missing to me are questions. We don't ask enough questions. There's not a lot of, well, why how when what we don't ask any of that we just kind of expect to 
just do and then they will do. And that's not how this works. Because when I say to, you know, everybody, and I did say this on Brunchin, I don't want to put down the way how somebody else wants to create change. And I've got to stop that. So I take that the way you will. I'm, you know, my apologies if I upset you in some way is I'm not trying to. I'm not saying that protesting doesn't work. I'm not saying that calling your city council or your state senator or, you know, trying to get into those organization meetings and stuff like that doesn't work. I'm not saying it's anything wrong with you just um, being amongst in an organization trying to pre-plan and strategize of what you want to do so you haven't really done a lot on the front end. I'm not saying any of that. What I'm saying is we all need to come together. All of those parts and components are needed. They are needed in order to create some levels of change. I was watching a video that somebody sent to me and the guy was talking about the looting and rioting actually helps. And I actually said this as well. There are pieces of it that helps. But I also said what he said in the video, which is not sustainable because it's not. You cannot keep this up. So we added the show so that was one of the things that got edited out but you can't keep that up it's not sustainable you can't do that on a long-term basis you cannot continue to loot and riot on a long-term basis you cannot do it but some levels of rising up and doing things that are going to shock people does create the ball rolling It does get the ball rolling because they want you to stop. Now, what it doesn't do is actually move forward for them to actually create change. They just do enough to get you to stop. But they don't actually change anything. And one of the things that a lot of the people that were happy that, okay, we'll keep doing this because they're they're listening to us now. Here's the issue. If you read that article in totality or what the per, the city council president, I think it's a woman, um, what she said, she, basically what she said was, is that this is not a short term answer. So what that means is dismantling and taking apart and disbanding and defunding the police is going to take years they also didn't give specifics on what that looks like because what we can't do is dismantle and disband one fucked up system for a worse system and that is typically what happens so when we move really quickly that's what happens when they went over there overseas in the middle east and they got rid of some of those leaders that were over there that said that they were doing bad things and they got rid of them the thing that came after the leader was worse than the leader so we have to figure out what it is that we want to do and what that looks like we also cannot just put all of this hope on just nonprofit organizations as a person that came from the nonprofit organization industry i agree that nonprofits have a place in this world I also know for a fact that a lot of nonprofits are not run properly. So if you just give the money from the police that you say is corrupt, now you're giving the money from this corruption to that corruption. We can't do that. So we've got to make sure that we are training people. We need to know, okay, once we disband the police, how are you 
who are they calling? So if something happens, who are you calling? Does it all go through the 911 dispatcher? And now it's up for the 911 dispatcher to determine who they need to send. Or are these all going to be separate numbers where you have people that are called specifically for mental illness. So if somebody has mental illness, are, are we going to make a whole organizational group for that? Like a task force for that? Are we going to make a, a task force if somebody needs to call for, let's say they have a, a complaint about a neighbor, which would not go through the police? Like, are these different organizations or are all of these calls still going to come through 911? Like, these are the questions we need to be asking And then when she says this is a short term, this is not a short term solution. Give me a date. When are you going to be able to dismantle and disband the police? Because if that's 10 years from now, the fuck? Like, these are questions that you need to be asking. Because if it's so far away, what you fail to realize is a lot of this stuff doesn't come into law. And you're just protesting and the people who while you're protesting are in office and then they change office the next people that come in don't have to listen to this they could clearly say oh this is silly like I'm not doing that and so that's why you have to make sure that you are asking more questions how can we get things like this into law so that they don't change with the administration When is this going to happen? If you are doing this, how does this impact my community? How does this look? How does this work? How do we know that it works? Have you tested this out yet? Have you tried it out? Are there any other cities or or places in different countries that have done this? Tell me what this looks like. Do you have a model that you're going for? Are you going to have civilians sit on this? Are you going to create a board of civilians that are going to help you determine what we need to do? And then also, what are you going to do if you do have crime? Because the calls for defunding the police are now national. They want that to happen everywhere. I think in California, I want to say Sacramento, but I could be wrong. They're going to be pulling some money from the police. Now, I also don't want y'all to fall for the smoke and mirrors because a percentage of the money that they're pulling from the police department was going to come from the police department anyway, because they were pulling like $2 million from each one of their departments for whatever reason. And I think budget cuts or whatever. So they were going to pull it anyway. So I don't want y'all to fall for the smoke and mirrors. But they are thinking about doing more, like taking, I think, more money, um, scaling down the police department. So these are things that you need to ask questions. So in certain places, there are high crime areas. What are we doing about that? Because I know that one of the talks was that I heard people throw out there was citizen policing, which is great. Citizen policing, I think, is a, a great idea in theory, but is it a great idea in application? Because where I'm from, they do have an organization that's sort of like that, but the organization itself has massive, I'm not, I'm not going to name the organization, but it has massive amounts of problems. Massive. We can't give and take one authority figure and replace it with something else and expect not to have problems. So I think where the first thing that we need to do is one, figure out what exactly 
when we say defund and dismantle the police, what does that mean? That's one. We need to figure out what does that mean? And then two, how would one replace the police? How do you do that? Because you can't just have a place where you don't have any type of law enforcement. How do you do that? These are all the questions that we need to be asking. When can we do this? How much is this going to cost? How do we hold these civilian people or nonprofit organizations accountable? How do we hold them accountable if they start fucking up? Because now not only will you have to create a task force of people that is going to patrol your community or of mental health professionals, which I think we need more mental health professionals anyway, um, which is also going to be a problem because you also have to think we have we have a shortage of social workers. We have a shortage of psychologists. We have a shortage of these people. Where are you getting them from? All of these things have to be thought out. And then if you're getting rid of the police, now you're going to have a percentage of people. You're going to have big layoffs in all major cities. If you dismantle and disband the police, what are you doing with those people? Because every police officer is not a bad person. What are you doing with them? Because that's going to impact your unemployment rate. What are you doing with them? These all of these things have to be thought through. And I think we kind of jumping in this without thinking it through and I'm not saying what is right or what is wrong which because we talked about this a little bit on brunching and I know that Ashley was kind of torn between it I think E and Terry were for it but me I'm just in the phase where I'm not even asked like there yet because I'm still asking questions I'm trying to process it so before I can say I'm for it or against it I need you to give me some more information because we have not gotten that and a lot of the stuff that has come out has been stuff that already was out. They just weren't in really enforcing it. Like in in New York, uh, Governor Cuomo came out and he said that they are trying to stop racially profiled 911 calls. Um, if I'm reading that correctly or hearing it correctly, does that mean stopping people from calling the 911 because black people are selling water outside and stuff like that, which is great. That's amazing. But how do you enforce that? These are the questions that I'm trying to find out. Like he has an independent investigator that happens every time a police is involved in like any type of uh, like a shooting or anything like that, which is also amazing. But as far as I know, that's not a law. So if he goes out and somebody else comes in, it could potentially change that if they wanted to. So I think he's trying to work towards getting that into legislation so that it, it doesn't change. I think that's a good idea. But again, it's not a law yet. So it, it's a lot of things. He wants to ban chokeholds. Again, this is regional, like with the chokeholds, because in different places, chokeholds are still okay. So, you know, we need to make sure that we are talking on when I hear people who protest and don't want to vote. It makes me cringe because I'm like, I get that you you hear that you think that it's moving the ball, but it's not. This is not it. This is not it. We were here with Freddie Gray as well. People were protesting. We had riots. We had people talking about a lot of movement in, in Baltimore. They created all these nonprofit organizations for workforce development and all these other organizations for youth. And it turned out to be a disaster. 
They even created a youth fund that was an absolute debacle trying to give money to different organizations. You need to know what it is that you are signing up for it when you are asking for it. And if you are being very vague, you can't write that shit on a sign. You need to be talking to your city council. You need to be talking to your governor. You need to be talking to your mayor. This stuff needs to go into policy. We need to also get something nationally. I know that was something they people, police officers were cringing about too. We need something national that says you can't use a chokehold. We need some national standards for policing because the way the police work, it is by area. It's by district. It's by zone. So the way that people function in this one city may be different from the way they function in this county. We, that that makes no sense. There should be some standards of, okay, no chokeholds across the, bo- just of the board. No chokeholds. And then also, I do want to bring your attention to this. And then I'm going to get off of this box. In the places that are red states, you don't see as many protests because there's usually not as many black people. But you also don't hear them doing anything so in places like Oklahoma where they have really high rates of killing unarmed black people they haven't said anything and a lot of those other red states around that region and then around down near like Texas like they have a lot of issues we haven't heard a lot from them as a matter of fact some of them states we haven't heard anything at all this is what i'm talking about when you say i'm creating change it cannot just be localized because if it is we will just have this issue in another place we need to make sure that we are reaching out for actual legislation and policy so that this does not happen again So I need my protesters to go talk to my strategy people. I need my strategy people to go talk to my people that's talking to the politicians. We need everybody to work together. Because if we divide and you, oh, you don't know what you're doing. It's going to take too long. And, oh, I protesting ain't going to do nothing. And if we do that, we're not going to get anywhere. All the components are necessary. So we just need to work together. But I just want all of you out there to be aware. It is nothing wrong with asking questions. Because people don't want you to ask questions. Because if you don't ask questions, they are not being held accountable. And they don't have to answer them. They can create whatever they want. So ask questions. That's all I'm saying. So we're going to talk about friends Friends How many of us have them Friends Because again this is another topic that I talked about On brunching And yeah I'm I'm pulling stuff from from brunching And the reason why I brought this back up Because this was my topic Is because I feel like I didn't get across What I wanted to get across Because basically on the show What we were talking about was Can you be friends with somebody who's a deadbeat or somebody who does wrong by their spouse? And on brunching, the consensus was no. They were like, oh, no, no, I no, 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 no. And apparently I'm the only one that doesn't have morals or standards or moral compass because I have had friends who cheated and I stayed friends with them. But the thing is, everybody who's your friend doesn't necessarily have to be your friend every single day. Like everybody who's your friend is not your best friend. 
I believe that we all have friends for different reasons. I believe that we can have friends for different reasons. Like everybody has that one person. Like I had a person in my life that we were party friends. Like they were amazing going out and partying. They were amazing just being out, having a good time. But if I had a problem, they were horrible at that. So that was my party friend. Like, I, we just go out, you know, we just go out because I know you down for the cause. We go out, we have a good time. But if I got an issue, I'm not going to call you because you, you're not my call you kind of friend. Like, that's, that's not you. You know, that's not that's not your area. That's not what you do. I and mean, I get that. That's not what you do. Okay. All right. We good. And then you have friends that are like your, your, edu- your I'm not going to say education friends, but your more cultured friends, right? Where they are going to challenge you to do better. You know, they're your, I'm going to challenge you, my dom, to do better by yourself and to do better in society. Like that, that you have those friends that motivate you to be better, but they're assholes. Like a lot of the times they be bragging to you, but they do motivate you to do better because they're doing better. But you might not want to go party with them. You know what I mean? So you, everybody has, I think each friend could have a reason. I think everybody can have a lane. Everybody can have a zone. Everybody doesn't have to be your best friend when you do everything with them. I, I truly believe that in order for you to have a best friend, you can only have like one or two, maybe three best friends. Because when you say, I got six best friends, but like you lying like a motherfucker. Ain't no way you got six best friends. Because this, as a best friend, I would think that there's things that you talk about. There's things that only that person knows and or you can really conf- confide in and you actually can give that person that one-on-one time because it's hard for you to give one-on-one time to six fucking friends and have family too and don't have kids like that's way too many fucking people like just just saying because you gotta in order for it to be your best friend you have to have time to dedicate to this said friend you you gotta have be able to talk to them and i believe that it's nothing wrong with having one best friend and having a bunch of different acquaintances i don't see anything wrong with that i really don't And I think that's how most people function. I think most people have one best friend and then everybody else is like a friend and maybe like an acquaintance or whatever. And that's kind of how people roll. But that one best friend, now that is your end all be all. Like that's your, we going party. That's you, you going to motivate me. That's your, you know, I'm going to tell you all my business friend. Like that's that person, you know, that one all fits all like your Swiss army knife of friends that's that person but there are some people that you have in your life that you have a good time with but you might not want to tell them your business and then on the other end you might have somebody that you might want to tell them your business but you might not want to spend time with them all the time like hey I you know hey I got this problem and y'all talk about y'all problems together because everybody got that Debbie Downer friend and you talk about your problems but you like I don't want to be around this bitch all the time because she is a lot so you I I could see that. And that's how I function where people have, everybody has a purpose. Everybody has a purpose. Sometimes people got friends with benefits. Everybody has a lane. So I don't believe that everybody has to be a catch-all. That's just me. And I don't know if y'all agree. Let me know if you agree. If you agree, write me in the comments or whatever. Or let me know. if Maybe I maybe I just don't have a moral compass. But I did say that if you do something real fucked up, I can't be your friend. Like, if you got, like, a charge for, like, pedophilia or something like that, like, I can't fuck with you. 
Like, you got to get the fuck out. Like, I can't deal with you. That's not what we do here. <laughs> like, I, I can't, I can't fuck with you. Uh, but if you're something like, you know, you cheating on your spouse, I'm not going to tell you, especially if we're not close. Like, if you're not my best friend, I'm not going to tell you not to cheat on your spouse. Like, that's not my, I'm not doing that. Now, I'm not going to lie for you either. So don't call me like, hey, girl, I need you to cover for me. I ain't doing that shit neither. Don't pull me into your lies. But you could cheat in silence. You could cheat on your own. You know, I don't got no problems with that. But just don't include me in it. That's all I'm saying. That's all I'm saying. All right, so let's talk about celebrities and their voices, and then we're going to get the fuck out of here. So celebrities and their voices. I believe that celebrities should be able to voice their opinions. I, I firmly believe that, it, whatever it is, because if you censor one person that agrees differently from you, you're also going to censor the person that you agree with if you take away their voices. Because I, you know, I think that celebrities have the right, just like every human being, they are under the constitution as well. You have the freedom of speech. I believe they should be able to say whatever they want, whatever their cause is, they should be able to do that. Now, my thing with celebrities is is that the only thing I fear is because celebrities have money and they have prominence and they have this allure is that a lot of times people follow behind them and they kind of take what they say as gold that's my only concern with celebrities in their voicing of opinions and I talked about this a little bit when Puffy was talking about about the vote and hold the vote and all of that because Puffy and people like Fat Joe and stuff because he also said it too they can hold their vote they four years ain't gonna phase them because they have the money and a lot of times the celebrities they are for the people but they're not of the people which means that they agree with what you're saying but they're not of the people and i sometimes it drives me crazy that they want to pretend like they still of the people i'm like you don't know the shit that we going through like let's just let's stop the bullshit because the being stopped by the police is a black unfortunately is a black experience that a lot of black people have to face but it is a lot different if you are lebron james because everybody knows who the fuck you are they're gonna treat a lebron james who gets pulled over a lot differently than they're gonna treat a guy named Devonte, just a random guy like they're gonna treat them differently I don't give a fuck. You can't tell me nothing different. They will treat that person differently. Money and fame breeds differentness. So when you see people out there that don't always support the cause, you have to understand that they don't support the cause because they are disconnected from it. They don't understand it because although they are black, they are also very wealthy and people know who they are. Some people, they know exactly who they are on site. If somebody pulled Michael Jordan over, Michael Jordan is getting treated differently, especially if he's in North Carolina, Chicago. If he's in any one of those places, they are going to treat him differently. He could have been speeding. He could have ran over 15 deer and kept going. They, it's going to be a different scenario. So you got to understand the celebrities are going to have a different perspective on life. Now, people like Drew Brees, Drew Brees, I think, showed his true colors. Of course, he apologized. And I believe, again, like I said, I believe that people have the right to be forgiven. People have the right to change. Maybe in his white privilege, he decided to close his ears for the last 
three years and not listen to why Colin Kaepernick was kneeling. Maybe that's what he chose to do because he had the white privilege to do so and the financial privilege to do so. So maybe that was his choice. But maybe now that he, because sometimes it takes you to get a slap on the wrist for you to be like, oh, wait. Oh, oh, I, this is uncomfortable. Oh, I don't like this. I don't like it. I don't like it. And so you maybe will listen to his teammates and other people to say, look, dude, that's not what it was about. My grandfather also was in the military and he didn't get the same thing your grandfather got. I don't know why you don't understand that. This is not about the flag. The military troops don't go to protect the flag. They go to protect our freedoms and our rights. So basically, he, they're not going to protect the flag that you're, you are crying over. They're actually going to protect my right to be able to kneel about the police injustice that's going on in the country. That, that's what they're going for. That, that's what they do. They're protecting my constitutional right. They're upholding the constitution and my rights and to do so that's what they're doing so maybe after somebody explained that to him and he got this uncomfortableness and apparently his wife said they got death threats maybe he was like oh 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 i got it i got it oh okay it took a lot but I, i'm here with you now i get it maybe that's what happened or maybe he just don't want to get death threats i, I can't really speak for drew Brees. i i don't i don't know I, whatever but my thing is i think celebrities still should be able to voice their opinions even if that's what he truly believes that's his fucking opinion like we can't stop somebody's opinion and not expect somebody to stop ours now, what I'm not saying is if somebody is just plain racist, they shouldn't be able to say racist things in the open and all of that type of stuff and make people feel uncomfortable. No, they shouldn't be able to do that. But people are going to have their own opinion. We can't stop that. Because if we stop people's opinions, again, if you censor somebody, you will also censor yourself. Because it goes both ways. So I think we have to be very careful with that. And that's why I think we need to take what celebrities say with a grain of salt because of the stature and the privilege that they have that they can kind of like pick and choose. Sort of like a Kanye West. He can pick and choose on what day, what side the fuck he on. Like we don't have, us regular people, we don't have that privilege. Maybe one day we will, you know, get to a financial place where we can do that. But right now we don't have that privilege. So we can't jump the line the next day. Like we we can't do that. So I I love that it's a lot more people speaking out. I love that celebrities have the freedom to be able to do that. But I just want to make it clear. I don't like I said. I don't agree with Drew Brees. I don't give a damn. I'm not a Saints fan anyway. So if he don't play, I don't give a shit. Um, I, I don't I don't agree. But I I know. Is it Teddy? I think Teddy Bridgewater. Is he the one that's sitting behind him? I know he was happy. He was Wakanda and forever out that some bitch because he was like, "Ooh, it's my chance. I'm, I'm I'm up. I'm up. I'm up. I'm T'Challa today." Like he knew he was getting his chance. He was probably the only person that was happy that Drew Brees had said that shit because he was like, "Ooh, it's my chance." But anyway, I, I just I feel like we we do need to to 
not listen to celebrities as this these prominent figures and that's why when we talk about needing leaders in the black communities i don't think any of the leaders that we need in the black community need to be celebrities not one they need to be local people on the ground local people that understand the struggle this is where my nonprofit people fit in. They need to come out and be the leaders in the community. Uh, people who are just in the community, like doing the grassroots work. We need them now. Those are the people that need to be lifted up and become the leaders in the community, not celebrities. Celebrities have the right to be able to say whatever the hell they want. You just hear celebrities more because they have a platform to do so. But this is why it's up to the people who, if you see somebody in your community who is really doing this shit, like they been doing it day in and day out without any type of press lift them up if you don't start sharing their names if you don't start sharing their work stop sharing the shit that the celebrities created and made i know it's beautiful and that's great you know like it and move on but you need to start liking and sharing and subscribing to people who are on the local level doing the local work i've met way too many people that have done so much big work their time their blood their sweat their tears and nobody knows their name they're talking a good game they are giving you solutions they are strategizing they are doing all of the hard work and no one fucking talks to them or about them we need to as the people lift them up lift them up share them on social media make them go viral so that people can actually hear from people that are of the people and for the people not of the people outside the people that's all i'm saying Yes, this has been another episode of Millennials Anonymous Podcast. And I I just want to say that this has been, it's been a lot more um, difficult to do, I would say do podcasting right now. And I think it's because, you know, as a person who's silly and has a silly podcast, typically, I mean, I talk about a lot of things, but has a silly podcast. Typically, you don't want to be insensitive. So it has been a really tough time to find that balance. So I want to make sure that I am speaking to the causes for people. But I also want to be somewhat of a relief because I know sometimes seeing and hearing and doing it can be a lot on your mental health. And, And if you need a break from all the things that's going on, take a break. It's nothing wrong with not turning on the news. It's nothing wrong with saying, hey, I need a day to myself to just decompress everything that's going on. Like every day it's a new case coming out. Every day it's a new video, a new allegation. Like I just need to take some time. And on top of all of the new allegations and stuff for police, I'm hearing black people still getting killed by the black people. Like it's just, it's a lot. And I just need to take some time to decompress. Financially, things are not going well for the black community right now. And we got COVID-19 out there. Like if you are just going through it, take some time. And that's why I want to start slowly kind of incorporating the comedy back into it because we want to still get people laughing, but we also want to make sure that people are aware. And I know that this is a time where people are very, everybody's kind of on edge. There's a lot of sensitivity. So we want to respect that here at Millennials Anonymous Podcast podcast on all of our platforms on all of our podcasts that we have here and 
the best way that we can do that is to listen to what you guys want. So if there's a certain topic that you want us to discuss, if there's a certain topic that you want us to talk about, if you want to see or hear a little bit more of the comedy side, let us know. You know how to reach us. And you just go to www.millennialswithaz.us and you can just write on the first page scroll down put in your topic or subject and we will get it uh, usually within 72 to 48 business hours um we will get it and we will make sure we incorporate it we do listen to you if you comment on stuff on um, facebook or instagram we listen to that i read all of them and i will respond to all of them so make sure that you're doing that as well we love you. We thank you for listening and for rocking with us. We appreciate everything that you guys are out there doing. If you're protesting, if you're at, you know, strategizing, if you're marketing stuff for Black Lives Matter, if you are making people aware that Black Lives do matter, we appreciate you no matter how you are doing it. And shout out to WRDR and WPIR 98.4 FM for rocking with us here at Millennials Anonymous. We love you all for listening. Shout out to everybody that listens to us on all major podcasts and platforms. We love you too. So make sure you tune in, rock with us, roll with us. Peace. I'm tired that I live in a country built by Black people that was never meant for those same people. I'm tired that black life doesn't matter. And I have to explain to my fellow citizens why black lives do matter. And this pro-black phrase doesn't exclude them, but includes us. I am tired of harbored fear, keeping those with far less melanin forgetful that our grandparents' parents were only considered three-fifths of a man in the same country that calls racism a hoax. I am tired of America's side bitch, racism, devaluing ebony existence. I am tired of entire systems typecasting people while not wanting to be typecast. I'm tired that unfortunately I have to tell my own people that black lives matter. That if you kill us and then they kill us, there's only a mass extinction of us and we lose our own narrative in history. I'm tired that I have to use verbal sticky notes to let people know that black lives really do matter, no matter who takes it. Let me be very clear to all. Black life matters. Now's the time to reject America's victimization of black people. It's time to show that America's generational blows wounded us however we are not a wounded people those blows only prepared us to be better versions of our ancestors we stand today because they had to claw to humanity and walk through brutality i speak to freedom today because they had to scream at silence i'm ready i'm ready to start the reform i'm tired tired. i'm tired america Are you of saying I'm tired?